Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shannick. And I'm Corey. And we're so grateful that you're joining us on this Thanksgiving week. Yes. We're so appreciative of you listening and just taking the time to be with us. Also, if you haven't done so already, if you would just leave a review and man, what better way to leave a review than on Thanksgiving week? Do and it. You can tell us how grateful or thankful you are for this podcast. That yeah. would be awesome. And share this with some friends on social media. Talk about it at family. It is Thanksgiving week, which I don't know if you know this about me, but Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Favorite. Yeah. No, I love it too. Of course, I love to eat. So, And I think this is why I'm so good at dealing with disappointment is because I'm a Lions fan and we are not very good. But we've gone three straight (laughs) so far and uh, I haven't watched any of those games, so I'm probably not going to watch watch on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. even though we're playing the Bills. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, should be a fun game. So question of the week. Question of the week. We actually are still doing our drafts. We're going to go back to the draft edition and we are going to pick it up with top Thanksgiving sides. Sides. So these are just side dishes, not the main course, not Not, the turkey, not the dessert, not the desserts. Just you have the number one pick. Go ahead. I got the number one pick. So I'm going to go with, um, I went back and forth with this. I'm going to go with stuffing. Oh, that's a great first pick. Can't go wrong there. I'm going uh, green bean casserole and um, cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce is a staple. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the potato dishes. I'm going to go with mashed potatoes and gravy. And I'm going to go with sweet potato casserole. Can you do gravy at this, take that, isn't that like a side of its own, even though you can drink it? What no. was your, what was your what was your third sweet potato casserole? Sweet potato casserole. So are sweet potatoes it's, off the even though I sweet potato. Well, whatever you want to do. Can I take um cuz I was going to do sweet potatoes with uh marshmallow on top. That is sweet potato casserole. That's what you Okay. That's a good pick. Dang it. My All favorite. Right. And it is a dessert by the way, but it's technically a side. Can I do candied yams? I mean, I think if it's candied and it's pecans and marshmallows, it is the same thing. It's but. not, it's not, there are pecans, but there's not marshmallows. Candied yams are a little bit better, a little different. They're not okay. like ground up. If that's like what a, you want to take for your. No, I don't. I'm going to take dinner rolls mm. and then I'm going to take pumpkin crunch, which you might not know what this so it, is. It's just like sweet potato casserole, right? But it's pumpkin. Pumpkin. I know, but I'm just saying. It's very, very much the similar. same. I've never had it before until I got married and my mother-in-law it's the best Thanksgiving dish I've yeah. ever had. That's why I waited yeah. because I, well, didn't I love it. sweet potato casserole and my favorite dessert is pumpkin pie. So I would probably love it. And maybe you can bring me a piece of it. I'll bring you some, but it I is would dessert. never put it in here. It is dessert. I would never put but it it's in not this draft. Dessert. Oh, I would. It is the best thing at Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm going to go with, um, my last two picks. I'm going to go with dumplings. Dumplings. Yep. And dumplings. Uh, yep. Oh, one hundred percent Thanksgiving have, meal. Oh, in this area for sure. I mean, that might have won it for me right there. And I'm gonna go with um, cornbread. How about? No, I was just gonna say corn. Corn. Okay, corn. It is. I can't believe this is falling to me at number five. This is your fifth. This is your last pick. You get yeah. One. I can't believe this fell to me. Mac and cheese. Yeah, I, I had it down here. I was going back and forth. Mac and cheese just doesn't quite seem like a Thanksgiving dish, but it probably is. It is for a lot of people. I agree with you. I'm yeah. not a mac and cheese fan on Thanksgiving, but yeah. apparently this is. This so the, is, this the is two I left out, I didn't say 
I was going to throw in there like glazed carrots, but I don't like glazed carrots, but yeah. apparently it's a thing. It's a huge thing. And I don't know if this is even a Thanksgiving thing, but every Thanksgiving we have something called a strawberry pretzel salad, even though it's not a salad, of course. It's like jello, strawberry jello, and it's crumbled up pretzels inside of it. See, and I'd like say a that's a layer dessert. Of cream cheese. No, it's a side. Legit side, not a dessert, but it is awesome. Well. Anyway, so there you have it. There's our... Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, honestly, in my opinion, even though Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, the food at Thanksgiving is not the best. <laughs> There's a reason why we like only it. have this stuff once a year. I like it. In my opinion. <laughs> I don't want to eat it all the time, but I do like it. Yeah. So last week you heard about our Euro trip, which we're still, I'm still on a high, like a spiritual high from it. I, I loved everything about it. We've been back in the swing a couple of weeks now. Can you believe two weeks ago we were in Paris and I'm just glad to be home. I'm kind of ready to go do another trip though already. I know I got three kids, newborn, but we're going to continue with the, you have permission. Uh, yeah, we got a few more. Process. Of yeah. course, this was our first episode that we ever put out. And in it, we kind of just very quickly ran through what, 10 things that you have permission and we didn't really stop. And so that's what we're doing. We're taking time to address each of the things we mentioned in episode one. And one of the things that we said was you have permission to be angry. Yeah. Permission to be angry, which this is a hot topic, especially in the church that I feel like this is the one thing that especially preachers admit they have a problem with. Cause it's almost like that, that concept of like, Oh yeah, everybody deals with anger. How yeah. easy is it to admit that I, I struggle with anger, but for real, I think we as men specifically, since we're both men, we don't do a great job talking about it or expressing it, you know, because ang usually anger has sub layers. And really what we're saying is you have permission, specifically men, to feel and show emotion. You know, anger is not a sin, but what you do with your anger could be a right. sin, you know, because Ephesians 4, 26, people are always like, don't, don't be angry. It's, it's a sin. Well, no, it says in your anger, do not sin. And so what would you classify as a sin when and if you're angry? I mean, of course, if that anger turned to like violence, physical violence, yeah. um, if it turned to you um, belittling, demoralizing. So verbal abuse. Like verbal abuse in that anger. Absolutely. Um, I mean, those are the first two things that I thought yeah. of. Yeah. And anything that, that makes you have to go and apologize for after and I think a lot of times we use anger as an excuse or a crutch almost to say the things we really want to say because we don't know how to yeah. process our own emotions properly. And so we just have this like diarrhea of the mouth and just say things that we end up when we're calm having to come back and apologize for. And so, yeah, we wanted to, to talk about anger and that being angry is okay. Just don't sin in your anger. And so we came up with some concepts of like how to be angry better. Yeah. And I just want to let our listeners know this podcast also is me is is for me hmm. um, right now, just dealing with a situation at home with one of my sons. And let's just say I, I've been getting angry a lot lately and not knowing how to fully handle those emotions. And so, yes, we're going to give you some helpful advice on how to be angry better, but just know this is also for us and specifically for me, how to process it because I still do not do a good job on it. What, or at it. When I get angry, man, I just get triggered. I flip because at the end of the day, I also know my anger is justified because man, you know me, I'm a very graceful person. I let people process. I'm not like a control, uh, controlling person. I'm not a micromanager. 
here at the church or at home. That's not my, how I lead. That's not my style and my personality. Mm-hmm. So if something gets me triggered when, you know, and causes me to get angry, like I don't know how to handle it. And, but then also feel justified in my anger and I do things and say things I probably shouldn't, but then it's like, no, I'm doing this cause I know I'm right. But at the end of the day, I probably do fall in the sin category from time to time. Probably. Yeah. I can't believe you shared that. Honestly, I didn't know if you were going to go there because. Well, I'm sitting in it right now because literally literally, as we are recording this podcast, like things happen today even. And um, yeah, it's tough. Well, before we. this is good. Right before we press record, we had a session actually with just you and I off the record. And yeah, you were like, I need you to come to my office. I need to vent. So you are actually sitting in this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, like we went through TLP and just so for our listeners who have been with us the whole time, we talk about TLP a lot. We also talk about letting people know what we need. And so in that moment, I'm like, look, I need two things. One, I just need to be heard. And so I need containment. Let me just vent, share my frustrations with no judgment. And then also I ask for feedback like, okay, how are you perceiving this? Am I justified in this? Am I not? What are new ways or new approaches? What else can I try? So but I asked for that specifically. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so I'm in it right now and I think this is going to be good for me. Yeah. And hopefully if you listen to this before Thanksgiving, I know that you only had like a one day w- window to listen to this when we release this, but maybe you're going into a situation with family and they do things that trigger you. And this might be the perfect time for you to listen to. And if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving and you were already triggered, maybe this can give you some perspective for the next time to handle your anger a little bit better, or maybe even to start asking questions of why you got triggered and addressing those real emotions that we sometimes hide, especially us as men. And I don't want to say that women don't hide this either, but since we're both guys, I think this is one of the things that the church hasn't done a great job of helping men discover, especially like how they're actually feeling. And so we just are always angry or get triggered and anger is the byproduct. And so how to be angry better, or in other words, like how to process your anger better. We got four things for you. We're going to go through some of these kind of quick. Some of these, we're going to spend some time, but the first one is this is take a time out. And that might seem obvious. That might seem easier said than done. This happened literally two weeks ago or a little bit longer than that. Cause it was right before we left is, um, Scarlett triggered me. She did something. It was silly and stupid that I got angry, but I was at the end of my rope. You know, it was a long day. There were a lot of other things. This was the iceberg, tip of the iceberg. And I snapped and I recognized it in the morning, in the moment. This is the first time I've ever done this. And I went and counted, I went to my bedroom, counted to 10 and, and reevaluate myself. Holy smokes. Why am I so angry? Like I wanted to physically punch my six-year-old. I'm like, why, why did I get that triggered? And that timeout was so helpful for me because then I was able to come back in and deal with the situation appropriately instead of having to apologize because I snapped. And so, yeah, taking a timeout is so important. Sometimes you don't need to put your kids in timeout. Sometimes you need to put yourself in timeout. Yeah. And during that timeout, you know, I know you said count to 10. That's what you Mm -hmm. just mentioned. You could scream in a pillow. You can break something. Matter of fact, I just heard like last year in Louisville, there's actually something called a break room. Yeah. Where you just go and express express anger and I looked break it up things because in a safe way. We were gonna take students <laughs> to that, but then apparently I, I read and this might have changed, but they read you gotta bring your own box of things to break. Oh, so really? I was like, I don't want to break my own stuff. Yeah. I want you to provide stuff for me to break. Right. Yeah. Cause then I got to go pay money for <laughs> yeah. that too and pay money to be in this room to break it. So yeah. I can just do that at home. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. But within taking a time out, like there's also, you know me, I love 
people going out and exercising mm-hmm. and putting that into that frustration into something that could actually be rewarding for you, whether that's working out physically at a gym, whether it's going for a walk, a hike, whether it's get put on some boxing gloves and hitting a hitting a body bag, where whether it's, you know, getting on a bike. So you need to do something to get that like release. And we both know that as you work out, you actually release endorphins and those endorphins actually help, I think, subside your for sure. Anger, for Facts. sure. Yeah, there's also breathing exercise. There's a real famous breathing exercise that we take th- people through. I think it's Robin's. Some of Robin's is breathing exercise where you don't know, like breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, release for four seconds. You you have to think and recognize the power of your words and actions because uh, if you don't learn to control your anger, it'll control you. And then there'll be a wake of people that are devastated because of your actions or your words that could have been avoided had you gotten control of your anger. What's number two? Yeah, number two is learn how to express yourself and practice better communication. So most people, right, just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And so for you, a couple different things, practice I statements. Yep. Like, I feel this way. I believe that not putting everyone in the context you, of you made me what feel they this. did. Yeah. Right. And so talk about yourself and what, what it's doing in you and the feelings that you have. And then also avoid words like never or always. Mm-hmm. Um, Huge. Man, you, you've never, you know, said I love you to me. You've never done this. You always choose their side. Well, that paints a very direct, you know, picture. And most of the time that isn't accurate, right? They say, you know, you've never said this to me. Well, yeah, you probably have said this to me, but I just feel like you haven't because you haven't in the last week. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, but anyway, so like just avoid words like that. Yeah. Those words are trigger words and they're not helpful to the situation. Those are signs that you haven't been able to deal with your own emotions properly, which again, isn't a bad thing, but it's time for us to actually address that. And one real practical tip that I tell people, especially students, because they, we live in the texting world, is write your angry text, but just don't send it. Write your angry text, read it carefully, and then delete it. <laughs> or for your older generation, write your angry email, read it carefully, then delete it. Sometimes the best thing that you can do in processing your anger is getting all those emotions out but then not actually sending them or saying them to other people. And maybe for you, if you think that's silly and you want to keep those words to see how you were dealing with anger in a certain situation, then journal them. That way you don't have to delete them afterwards and you can just write them out because I I do think it's important to express yourself, even if it is in a wrong way. Just don't do it to other people. Express yourself personally to yourself. What's number three? Don't hold a grudge. And I have no, no, nothing else besides just that. But I can't tell you, maybe you can speak a little bit more to this, not to throw anybody you know personally under a bus. I don't really have very many people in my life that hold a grudge, but I've been involved with other people as they've been processing their own emotions. And it is very hard to heal when you are holding a grudge. And maybe you have a justified reason. You were abused by somebody else or somebody else made a choice that took advantage of you. You will never find the healing that you need until you let go of your grudge. Yeah. Cause that anger keeps you like imprisoned. Yeah. It's like that unforgiveness thing it's of the like same thing with, yeah. Unforgiveness. What like drinking rat poison, expes- ex- exp- hoping it, the other person would die. Yeah. You know, like you have to deal with yourself. And so don't hold a grudge. That's not going to help anybody at all in any season. Yeah. And then the fourth and last one is just recognize the root of the anger. Yeah. 
And of course, this usually is not really anger, but it's sadness. I know for me, most of the times I feel angry. I'm only angry for a moment. Sometimes I take it too far. But as I step back and reflect why I'm angry, most of the time, it's more of like a broken heart or sadness Mm. and not so much anger. So usually maybe the root is not only sadness, maybe it's some type of hurt, maybe a pain, maybe just, you know, a feeling of loss in, in some area of your life. And so, you know, of course we know anger is characterized by an intense feeling of displeasure. So what it, what is it that is causing that discomfort or displeasure in your life? What is it displeasuring, I guess, if I could say it that way, um, try to find what that is. Yeah. You have to learn your triggers, like we said earlier and why. And so we got three real practical things specifically under recognizing the roots. Cause this is something that I've done a lot of in the counseling world lately, especially for myself personally is recognizing these roots. And it's like, okay, that's easy said than done. H- how do you recognize roots? Well, we got three things for you. One. And I think this is the most important, especially for those of us in the church world is we have to address toxic masculinity. You know, anger is what separates Uh, Anger is separate from aggression. Aggression is the behavior of someone who does not have control of their anger. But it's okay to be angry, but we have to address this toxic masculinity of men don't feel, men don't know how to uh, express their pain or are hurt, or men don't cry, or men have to act this certain way that oftentimes hides what they're really feeling. So you think that suppression actually leads to aggression? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. It leads to aggression. That's why men oftentimes are like the aggressors in, in majority of situations. And honestly, that aggression to me is a sign that that person has pain in their life that they haven't healed from or addressed. And I, I honestly blame the church for that because we haven't given men a safe space to feel. We haven't given men a safe space to be vulnerable. We haven't given men a safe space to cry because I never really heard this growing up, but I heard it in different ways like, oh, boys don't cry, stuff like that. So I'd really try uh, when Henry's crying, uh, I'll be like, hey, it's okay to cry, but you need to address why why you think it's appropriate to cry that loud if he's crying absurdly you know, for attention yeah, or something yeah. like that. And so I'm trying to be really careful in how I'm parenting in, in the verbs or in, in my words. But the reality is, is, Man, sometimes, okay, I'll I'll just be vulnerable. And I shared this previously on the podcast. We were in a TLP session and I was the guy in in the middle and I had to pretend there was this person that honestly had hurt me, but I was just angry at them for some of the things that they were saying to other people. And it wasn't until that session, and you remember this because you were in the room, where I was, I just broke down and started crying. And it, I wasn't angry at them. I was hurt by them. And what I was really feeling was sadness. And I didn't know how to express it until that moment. So I just expressed it of like, screw that guy. You know, I'll give him two middle fingers and, and move on with my life. I don't want anything to do with him. And it was like, no, you have to address why you feel that way. And it, it ended up being intense sadness. I was hurt by the things that they were saying about me. Like, and it was affecting my spirit. And I had to forgive them in that moment because I realized I was holding a grudge. Yeah. And it was causing me to have a negative uh, not just thoughts about them, but it was affecting me and my relationships with other people. So yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So as we recognize the roots, of course we address toxic masculinity, but the second thing we do is we recognize, of course, anger does have negative consequences. We've been talking about that, but it also can be a powerful and and an important force in your life, Yeah. which can lead to a change in your life. It can be a great motivator. It can be the fuel needed to address injustice if that's something that makes you, you know, upset and angry. 
Um, but it's also why it's so important that you have to begin to control your anger because mm-hmm. anger out of control, right? It just turns people off or it causes people to put up an immediate defense against you. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to control it, and that's the thing that you challenge me with the most, like control that thing, recognize where it's from, address the sadness really that is the the root of it and be able to just rationally have conversations and think through how you want to address your anger to hopefully bring better solutions to yeah. you and the people around you. And so, yeah, it can be that important motivator yeah, for us. For sure. And this is that good thing that anger can produce in your life. And this yeah. is why the scriptures say, in your anger, don't sin. Because there are some things that happen in our life that should cause you to be angry. Right. But how you respond then is so important because if your anger is is done appropriately, it can actually bring awareness and change to yeah. places that need change. Yeah, I remember a sermon I preached a long time ago, and I'm just now thinking about it. I talked about how if people want to find out what God's will for their life is, when we can talk about God's will and all that bull crap, <laughs> if we people want to put it that way, but that's the verbiage a lot of people use. They want to find out their purpose in life. Ask yourself the question, what do you get angry about? Yeah. Because when answering that question, it probably shows what your purpose is in life. If you get angry knowing that people aren't aren't helping, say, single moms, and why ain't more people behind this? Why isn't the church behind this? And you're getting ticked off, and why don't they do anything? And you're getting ticked off at the pastors and leaders and church. Listen, your anger is not directed at the right people and the right thing. Because of that anger, oh, wow, maybe I need to step up and do something about this. Maybe that's what God has for me mm-hmm. in my season. Cause there's obviously a reason why I'm getting so emotional and angry about it. Now let me step out and actually do something about it and not verbalize and attack other people that you think should be doing something. No, if you're anger, man, look at the mirror. Yeah. It's probably you that needs to be doing that thing. I love that. It's a good challenge. I love It's a great challenge. Yeah. Your anger might be actually mishandled passion yeah. or not, doing passion yeah. or unrecognized purpose <laughs> unrecognized yeah. purpose yeah that's good and then the last thing you just got to begin to ask yourself good questions questions like what is your anger telling you about this specific situation like you were saying maybe this is a passion that you're supposed to be pursuing uh should you even be angry about this okay are you going to be upset about this in two days or in a week or in a month or in a year like some of the things that you have with your spouse sometimes you just need to ask yourself the good question is, should you be angry about this? And are you going to carry anger uh, with you for the next couple of days and affect the next couple of days when you won't even remember about the situation in a week? That's easier said than done. And then yeah. what is your anger telling you about yourself? Again, everything that we're talking about in this topic of anger, yes, you have permission to be angry, but you have to start beginning to look inside at why you're getting angry. What triggers you? Where, what are the next steps for you to become a healthy person so that those triggers no longer happen? Or if they do happen, you respond appropriately. Yeah, no, I love that. So there you go. That is how you process anger. Take yeah. a time out, learn how to express yourself. Don't hold a gr- grudge and recognize the roots. Yeah. So we believe That's that good. this is going to be the best Thanksgiving yeah. ever. I, feel, I already feel better going through this for myself. So good. hopefully you do as well. So if this podcast actually ministered to you, you got something out of it, why don't you just go ahead and share this with a friend, start a conversation around it. I think it'd be good even if you are married to have a conversation around this podcast with a spouse or someone in your family. And if you need help, reach out to somebody and get help. Don't, don't carry this burden alone. We're not meant to do life alone. Go get some help for your anger. We're available. There's people probably available in your life. Speak out about it. Yeah. So hopefully you were encouraged. And above all else, just know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. 